Welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm Will. And happy motherfucking new year. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. We're getting off to a late start, but we're really fucking excited. Sorry, we're really excited to be here. Please don't swear on my podcast, Yeah, I'm going to stop. I'm going to try and stop. That was a rough start. Um, but um, we, we had to take a little hiatus. Yeah, just a few months hiatus. <laughs> just reevaluate everything. Yeah, we we Will and I constantly go through cycles of like redoing living every now and like rethinking everything and constantly reevaluating like why we do the things we do. And what like we just decided that the way we were doing the podcast before maybe wasn't the best way for us. And now we're on to a better way. Yeah, we're evolving the idea of what this podcast is. Right. And we're starting over from scratch. This is episode one, right? Episode one. Episode zero, zero, one. Zero, zero, one. Part two, I guess. Part two. <laughs> the 001.1. 01A. <laughs> um, um, but like the, the, main, the main thing we're doing different this time is learning, right? Like the, like the, the way we reframe this podcast is... Hey, maybe at 22, we don't know everything. And and maybe, yeah. maybe it might be better that we frame this podcast as a learning experience for everyone. So uh, Will and I plan on kind of learning from each other each week. Um, and then hopefully bringing on people to learn from and, and learning from what we consider people that can offer something cool and something that we can all hopefully learn from together. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think you said it best when you were at my house for Thanksgiving. You said that it was kind of arrogant of us to think that we, like, at 22 had something useful to say. Right, right. Um, and it's not that we don't have anything useful to say. It's just we're not fooling anyone with the fact that we've lived, you know, a very narrow slice of the human experience. And our job isn't to tell people how to live their lives. And it's not interesting to listen to two 22-year-olds try to tell you how to live your life. Right. Like, we can't write a self-help book yet. So, But we can learn. We can we can be improving. It's part of our life model, part of Live It Every Now, part of, like, the like what we're trying to do as, like, a culture to be improving by 1% every day and, and, and trying to be the best version of ourselves. And that's a never-ending journey. And so it kind of, like, takes the cap off this podcast for us. We can kind of go anywhere with it. We can be learning anything and um, everything. But hopefully there are topics that make you better as a creative, make you better as a business yeah. person, make you better as a in your own personal life. Yeah, I think it's a lot more interesting the way we've framed it now. Yeah. It's a lot more honest. It's a lot more real. And it hopefully will be more engaging right. and not so preachy. Right. But let's jump right into it. What is your, <laughs> what is your topic? Okay. I guess we should a little bit explain the format. So every week, either Jake or I kind of comes to the table with like an idea or a tool and it's kind of like show and tell. And we, we teach the other person in the audience about that thing and we all learn together and it is just a journey we're going to go on and every week we're going (laughs) to, you know, cover one topic and it's going to be fun. Yeah. And we're going to try and keep things interesting. And then, like we said, like bring on cool people. Yeah. Hopefully we can get to a point where we're just learning and not also being the teachers exactly yeah because again we only have so much and we're not experts in anything (laughs) and we have no idea what we're doing but it's fun okay so i thought we left off on actually a really strong point in the last podcast uh the rip podcast remind me what that that was was. lindy it was the lindy Lindy. okay yeah so and we talked about like 
and I think we'll probably revisit this topic. And I think it's a great topic to start the new year with because um, I think it's a chance to like reframe the way we think about the way we create. And uh, we, we had touched on the fact that creating for Lindy or creating with Lindy is something that um, we can delve if deeper into. If someone doesn't know what Lindy is. Oh, right, right, right. What do they say? Um, but it's something we can delve deeper into, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I want to touch on it this episode and then like maybe a couple episodes in the okay. future, like, yeah. if, like as we learn things. Yeah. Um, Lindy is just the principle that like, as, as long as it took something to, or sorry, this is, this is my new caveat, but, um, Lindy itself is just, as long as something has remained relevant, you can expect it to be remaining relevant that much longer. Um, specifically as it applies to, um, non-perishables. So like in consumable content. So for example, expect like Mark Twain's books that are still relevant today. People are still finding value from today to last as long as they've been relevant for and finding value from or and as long as people have been finding value from, right? Yeah. You want to add anything to that? I feel like you understand the concept of Lindy a little bit better than I do. Uh, no, I think you did a good job explaining it. It's basically things that have been around for a long time. You can treat them with a little bit more weight because if they've survived this far, they're probably going to survive, you know, more into the future than something that just came out. Right. They've, they've stood the test of time. They've been filtered out by the, the survivorship bias. And if they're still around after a hundred years or 200 years, then something about them is keeping them around. Right. So when we got into that discussion, which I think is a really important discussion and something we'll probably touch again in this version of this podcast, because again, it's important. Um, we, we, we uncovered this conversation about creating with Lindy in mind and how do we as creators create something that lasts a long time and people can find value from for a long time. We got into a discussion about music. Um, the, the game has changed a little bit. I finally like released a big project that I was working really hard on in under that kind of like, um, thought process. Um, and I kind of wanted to just kind of touch on that and the problems creators are facing today, um, as it pertains to like fast content and getting things out. So I have a couple screenshots from like some of my friends, um, out there in like the internet <laughs> space. And I wanted to kind of read those off and talk about them. Okay. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So this is from my friend Reagan. She's a dope ass photographer out of New York. Shout out Reagan. Um, she posted this on her story last night and I just found it so impactful and like, it made me want to like just dive headfirst into this topic again. But the, it's from, uh, it's a screenshot from Twitter from this person named Robert St. Rich. Um, he goes by at father rich. If you're interested in following this person, I don't know him. Um, the influence of social media has created a perspective in artists that they need to produce masterful, masterful quality works in a large enough quantity so that they can be shared on almost a daily basis. This is an impossible standard that forces artists to create uninspired work. Issues resulting in lack of depth, emotion, personality, and sincerity in the production of visual works arise. If visual art is not captivating enough on the first glance, a quote-unquote like will not be granted from their audience and the digital work will die. This impossible turnaround time on production results in a disconnection between the artist and their work, and largely the work from the audience. Growth is measured in numbers on a large scale. Without likes, retweets, follows, the artist has missed their mark and failed. So this is, she's a photographer, right? Like this specifically pertains to visual art. But I think that principle applies to music heavily from my sphere. I'm sure it applies to writers out there. 
and 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 I I really think it touches all creators, and that's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, so so just from the music perspective, um, here's here's another quote or another uh, idea that my other friend Nick, who who mastered my most recent project um, from Million Dollar Snare at Million Dollar Snare, if you want to look into that. Um, he writes on his story last night, sometimes artists have worked for years cultivating an idea or project. It comes to mastering and is then rushed by the artist, label, A&R, et cetera, to be finished and distributed. It's sometimes hard to imagine the countless hours that were spent cutting a masterpiece. The pace of society in the 2020s makes it easy to overlook some of these master t- masterpieces. Take time, listen. So what I think this... Uh, in like of no fault to their own, I think this touches on two issues, right? It's uh, social media being made and, you know, a lot of the issues that were identified in like the Social Dilemma documentary. I don't know if you ever saw that. Did you see that yet? I didn't see it, but I think you told me about it. Right. So there's like, you know, we've created like so many um, bad things from social media as, as much as the good things. And I think one of those negative consequences of social media is like this constant expectation for entertainment. So as consumers, we've bought into this constant expectation for entertainment. And as um, creators, we've come to a place where we're trying to constantly create new things and do it at a really high quality and keep up with that pace. So we've got buy-in from both sides, but I think what we're realizing is that that's really detrimental to the creative process and that you can't, um, you can't really get to a deep place without kind of resisting that. And so what I wanted to bring up in creating with Lindy was this quote, I, and I, I don't want to misquote, but it was something I heard from either Russ or Drake along the lines like several years ago in, in one of their lyrics or an interview or something. But it was basically saying like how it took them so long to get to the top uh, that it should take them like so long to fall from it. And that like the overnight people don't be like them because they're as soon as they got there, as fast as they'll go. And that principle, I think, kind of like transcends a lot of things we do. So whether we're like creating, take a long time to create something, like resist the urge to create something every day. The long, I'm, I'm thinking that the longer we take time to make something, the longer it may be last. And I don't know how that is. I don't know. I, I, I don't have the use case yet. Like I just dropped the album a week ago, right? But I took a year and a half to make it. So I'm expecting it to peak around like six months, eight months. So I don't know how you feel about that, but I think obviously I'm touching a lot, but, and we can delve into different parts of it, whatever you feel, but what do you think? I think it's interesting that there's a lot of different incentives for a creator. Like their main job is to create something that only they can create, but they have to do it on a time frame that allows growth on social media, which is not really sustainable. Like you see a lot of people who create like after a while, they just say like, Oh, I can't keep up this pace anymore, but that's after they've already become successful. So it seems like in order to have growth, you have to kind of like push yourself to the limit or, or is it possible to grow on social media at a healthy Lindy rate? So that's what I'm trying to figure out right now is like, I don't know the answer. Cause uh, like we, we, 
you know, going even like James Clear on this thing, like systems over goals. How do you keep this thing sustainable? How do I keep making music at a high quality or keep creating blah, blah, blah at a high quality that can keep me in love with what I'm doing and also grow an, an audience? I think that you can do that. And, and my point of bringing this conversation up is if you just choose to resist, it's a temptation to post every day. But if you just resist the urge and the fear of like people forgetting about you, right? Like that's something that creeps into your mind as a creative. If you can resist that and just put out fantastic stuff every time, I think I just, I, I have a gut feeling that I, that you can build something with that because people come to your, and it's much slower maybe. I, 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 you know, that's, that's a valid argument. Maybe it is much slower to get to the top that way. I feel like though you last much longer. Like I'm saying, I feel like you're, you're playing the longevity game instead of the overnight game. And so maybe if you post, a, if you're a video creator and you post a video every single day, you, you achieve somewhat success in like a year and a half because you've put out like 500 videos or whatever. Right. But you probably burn out at that point and need to take like a six month break or something like that versus the person that's just like consistently putting it out, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I, I think this was something interesting I thought about too, is like, um, like the tortoise and the hare metaphor, like the hare always wins the race, but in my head, the tortoise, like in, in, as if we bring it into this scenario the the hare will always win the race, but the tortoise may win longer is, is kind of yeah. thinking about it. So is there a, a problem with the fact that like all social media values newer content over older content? Like on Instagram, you can't be Lindy because everything people see has been posted in the last like three hours. So I think you can still because like you have this home base of a pay, of a like a profile page. Like as long as you're curating like this deep content on there, like more Lindy content on your profile page for people to like kind of all consume continually, you know, this is why it probably takes longer is because you post less frequently. People aren't like calling attention to your stuff as frequently, but when you have like 20 posts and they're all fantastic and they're all highly engaged with, and they're all like, you know, doing things for people then, and your art is moving people. Right. Um, then I, I think people can like make something out of that. Do you think that by simply spending more time on something, it's better? I think you can get lucky, but I think for the majority of practices, like there's a sweet spot. I won't say like, it's not indefinite, right? You can't just spend 20 years on something and it's going to equal 20 years of input. But I think there's like thinking about things and not, not, not stressing so much this urgency to create and like letting it come to you on its own time and creating something that's deep and impactful to you. I think, I don't think you get in touch with those emotions overnight. I think it's like a, it's a meditation almost for, for days, weeks, months. And, um, I'm sure it's different for everybody, but I, I want to encourage and inspire you if you're listening in the new year to spend more time on the things you create and infuse that value and like maybe a deeper message. So how do you think about it as a consumer of content? Because the, the reason 
creators push themselves to create every day is because that's what the consumer ultimately wants. The consumer wants more content. Right. Right. So, so I think a good way to think about it is like something I'm doing right now is, uh, you know, I spent a long time making something that I hope will last a long time. Now I have the opportunity to rehash that content into different avenues. And so I can still create, uh, like more often now than I would with, with, like different avenues, different, different, uh, forms of art all around this one body of work. But I can't lie to you and say, I like put out stuff consistently for two years before this. Cause I was working on something like that had that. So I had to take the hit of not being relevant for two years. And like, that was super intentional. And so, you know, singles, single, just for me as a creator, like singles just weren't doing it for me I just wasn't like motive like I felt like I was lacking something more meaningful and I needed I needed an opportunity like this to like say what I need to say I felt like I don't know why yeah I know we had this conversation before about the difference between art and product yeah oh yeah this is interesting and how like the things that you make on a daily basis as a creator are different than the things you make on the long term. Yeah. So if you're posting on Instagram every day, you don't have to like pour your heart and soul into that because it's more of a marketing thing. Right. And I think that you could have it both ways. I think you could make super Lindy long-term art uh-huh. and also post every day, but those are just two separate categories. No, I think that's really good insight because if you just kind of like look, take a step back as a creative and then kind of formulate like you know these days I'm going to spend making this quick bite content and like optimizing for growth in my social platforms and then these days I I suggest you do more of those days but these days I dedicate to my my slow burn are you saying you you dedicate more to the short burn or the the long term right now uh well right now I'm since I've spent two years or whatever um I'm now dedicated like almost exclusively to the short term stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking about more long term projects right yeah. now. And so I've got, I've probably like 80 20 right now. Okay. Short term, long term. Um, but yeah, this, it's, it's hard because like as a, as a consumer, I, appro- I have this perspective where I pr- approach it with so much empathy because I know how hard it is to create great stuff. And I, I want all my creative friends to create great stuff and I don't want them to be stifled or discouraged or bummed out that they've gotten like this kind of reaction from this, from, from like whoever or whatever. What kind of reaction are you talking about? Like maybe they don't get like as many likes on something or something like that. Or, um, I don't know. Cause at the end of the day you have to make the product that people like, right? Like, I don't know. I think that. That's the core question here is when you make art, are you making it with the intention of becoming popular or are you making it because you like making art? And I think that's the distinction between an art and product. Right. If you're trying to make money off of it or become popular or, you know, gain an audience, you're making a product because the value of what you're creating is determined by how many people like it. And that's very different than pouring your heart and soul into an art project right. where the goal is to, you know, art is, 
its own end, I guess. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not a means to something else. It exists only to serve its, the purpose that it serves. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess every artist, every artist at the end of the day has to be really real with themselves about like that conversation and what they're doing their art for, I guess. Right. Like, well, I think you can have both. Well, you can, but I think it's intentional. Like, yeah, you have to be intentional about the fact that like, you're not just in this to like make it, you're like in this to make it and be successful at it. Right. Like, so you're now commoditizing yeah. art. So you have, you now have to be hyper aware of consumer interest and like how you can find yourself in a product that can be delivered authentically to people. I think the main point of this conversation though, is to get more people to not buy in to this like constant like pressure and uploading and you know so much like i don't want i don't want you to be frustrated creatively and i want you to you know love yourself and spend more time doing this like other side of art that we're talking about like not the commoditized part are there examples of high profile people who you respect who took the slow burn route cuz i know russ didn't he like put out a one song a week or something for a super long time right yeah you know, oh. that's a pretty like high burn rate there. That's it. That's, that's high burn, but he did it like, uh, I don't, I have no shade on Russ at all. I love Russ. Like I'm a huge Russ fan, like strictly because of his work ethic, like not even like his song, his songs are good, whatever, but him as a person, I fuck with more than anything. And I mean, I don't know him, but like, <laughs> based off of like, not yet. <laughs> based off the internet, um, but his mentality, like he, you know, he slow burned saving up 30 songs or something like that before all that started. So he had 30 weeks ahead of everything to be dropping s singles every week. So he basically had. I don't think that's a slow burn at all. Making one song a week is like. And then that's, th th that's uh, the exact same thing you're talking about the, where creators feel like they have to create all the time. But the thing about Russ too was he, um, like his production's really, really simple. Yeah. So he made a product that fit. He was a hyper aware of uh, consumer interest. He made it. He slow burned that whatever um, time before he queued it up, and he made that plan. And then he stuck to that plan. And then you know, at fifty two weeks, he literally had done it. Like he was relevant. Like he had he had enough of a platform to pay all of his bills with his music. Like in in then some, um, because he owned his own masters. But I just I think that that's. Um, important to know that he wasn't just like making a song a week but he was making a song a week he wasn't he was putting out a song a week oh he okay had, he, that's what i'm saying he had 30 songs before okay, he started that even if he had 30 songs in the in the back 30 queue, weeks man you got six months i got yeah so that's like one song every two weeks yeah, on average that's 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 doable? i mean that's aggressive but yeah. that is doable that's okay. like you can do that and still maintain some integrity so where do you draw the line I don't know. That's why I'm having this discussion with you. But I think I'm I'm hoping that having this discussion just encourages people to like try to think more like that. Um, like like be, don't be afraid to infuse all of your heart and soul into some stuff and then put it out slower. Um, I think that like I think that there's room for both growth strategies. Yeah. I think that like you can hack and you can put things out every single day, but beware be uh be aware of the burnout. And then I think you can um, 
really slow burn and really dig deep into your soul and like put something, put a piece of you out there in the world and then expect to not blow up overnight. (laughs) Like you have to expect to, you know, be doing this for a while. Okay. So do you, if you look at the, the spectrum of creation Mm -hmm. and on one side of the spectrum, you have products and the other side of the spectrum, you have art. The products are more shallow fast burn the arts you go really really deep it's going to take a little bit longer right do you think that that spectrum lines up with the spectrum of lindy where the the product side you know it's more timely it's going to be an instagram story where it's gone in 24 hours and then the art where you take two years to make it that's gonna last two years yeah i don't want to make any final says but i do at this point in my life i do think that that's true i think the longer I, and that's a good point because I, I wanted to get to that was that the longer I think you take to make something, the longer I think you can expect it to last to a point. There's again, there's a sweet spot. You can't just, you don't get the same input from 20 years of input to 20 years of output. But I think like you have to do enough work and practice to know that sweet spot. But um, yeah, in general, if you can take longer on something, I think it'll last a bit longer. If you can think something out, like it has more layers, like, you have to you have to dig as a consumer. You have to dig through it more to understand it all. Like that's what I loved about um, Kendrick albums growing up was like I would listen for like six months and still find something new. Yeah. To like be like, oh my gosh, that's new. Like you know, it's new lyric. They just hit me or something like that, or a new um, transition in chords. And like he's so musical as well as lyrical. It's really impressive, or at least he puts the right musicians in place because he's got a good taste for it. Okay. Do you have any advice for, I guess, posting strategies or something to, I guess, get your audience on the same page that you're not going to be fast content? Or is that just a hard problem? I think it's a hard problem. I think, you know, if you're listening to this as a non-creative and just a consumer or as a creative and a consumer, just to be like more supportive of that, I think. And I think it's better for us as a society to create more meaningful stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like we're better because we consume Lindy product, <clears throat> right? Like when we, yeah. when we consume Lindy product, we are, we're consuming like Lindy ideas, which are usually good ideas. Oh, I, I the think the, the definition of Lindy there is a little bit circular because okay. like something is Lindy because people consume it for a long time. Right. Not okay. because you made it Lindy. Right. Um, so you're you're playing a weird game where you kind of have to like try to be Lindy, but yeah, but you can't be Lindy until you're successful at being Lindy for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So like you really never know. You can't like you Probably can't not really try line. to be Lindy. Right. You can only like you can only try. <laughs> yeah. You can't know if you actually are Lindy or not. So this whole episode could be complete bullshit. Is is what I'm taking away, but. What if it's not? What if what, what if it's not? What wow. if you what if what if spending more time on the things you create and infusing more emotion and and trying to create something that lasts is our good intentionalities to put behind your craft? Yeah. As well as remaining uh like hyper aware of consumer interest. Cause you can I think sometimes on the flip side of this argument, the counterpoint to my argument, I think sometimes people are way too artistic maybe and like it's not consumable 
like people just don't like no chance they're going to get it. Yeah. Like, so you have to play this balance of being both consumable and shooting for this long term. And I think, I think there is, I think there's a lane for it. I'm going to, I'm going to let you know in a couple of years, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will see how it goes. So I don't want to make you commit to anything, but oh, are sure. you saying that your strategy for growth is to focus on the <laughs> art and not the product or, or what is your plan as an well, artist? Like I want to balance it always. I want to create something that is both meaningful and commoditized at the end of the day, but I'm not going to let anybody rush me is the, is how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't give a fuck how often you want me to post. Well, are you going to rush yourself? Are you going to ever yeah, feel the, I always have the gas, the, the goal to like, yeah, totally. you know, have growth. Yeah. Cause like, I don't want to be living like, I don't, like I want to be touring and I want to be like playing music for people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to be living that life. So it's the quicker I can get to that. I feel like the better. So that's why my gas pedal's on, but not because of social media or some bullshit. Like but isn't it the same thing? Because you're putting the gas pedal on because you know that putting the gas pedal on will make you popular. No, no, opposite. No, not opposite, but like not the right thought. Like it's not it's not because of social media. It's because if I can like just put out something like next, it's how I'm thinking about it. Um, like, like I know eventually if I put out 10 albums, like that's a much higher propensity to like be on versus one album. Right. And so I'm trying to always look to the next thing, but from a, not from, I don't feel like it's from a social perspective. I just feel like it's the like statistics, like the more I put out, the more successful I'll be. Yeah. That's weird. I was literally going to say that I was thinking about this as a math problem. Like every piece of content you put out is compounding and the more time you put into a project, the greater the multiplier will be. Oh, wow. I love that. I really love that. I think that's true. So, yeah. If you are just putting an Instagram story out, you might multiply by like 1.0001. Yeah. That's so good. And if you do it every single day, you know, that's still compounding growth. But if you take four times as long, but your multiplier is 1.1 and you're going 10% every time you put something out. Uh, I, you know, it's all growth strategies. It's all <laughs> yeah. growth strategies. Yeah. And you have to decide for yourself what kind of content, right? what what you want your multiplier to be. Do you right. want to be high multipliers, but low intervals? Yeah. Cause you, you earn a different type of respect, I think. And yeah, that's something sure. that's been interesting to me is like, I, I, as much as I don't care about what people think, like I did want my mentors to like what I make. You know, I did want my, I did want my friends to be proud of me. I wanted my mentors to be proud of me. We're not proud of you, Jake. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) I want my, like everything I do, I want to make everybody that I love proud, Um, including myself. But like, usually I've already made myself proud because I usually like set some standards or something that like I have to reach and then I can be proud. Yeah. Um, Which is really effective, by the way, if you're looking for ways to make yourself proud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think this is going to be my last question. But Yeah, we can wrap it up soon. I think the answer might be a little bit self-evident based on our release schedule of this podcast. (laughs) But how do you think about this idea in terms of living every now, the company that we have together where we're going to, you know, I guess we haven't really explained it in this version of the podcast, but yeah. So we'll we'll get to. Yeah, we'll get there. No rush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
if there's anything in the world we're not doing, it's rushing. No. <laughs> um, so I think this is like, I don't know how much we want to divulge right now, but I think ultimately we want to make a lot of different types of content. And yeah. I think that's our strategy is like, we want to pour our hearts into some of them and we want to hack some of them. Like some of these forms of content are strictly hackable and trying to reach yeah, people. Just trying on, to get growth. Yeah. Just, just trying to like reach as many people as possible because that's important part of outreach and important part of a growth strategy. Right now it's like a, it's like a multiple, multiple head dragon. If you can get all these things popping, like if you can get your long form content, that's like, you know, soul inducing and or like soul enriched and, and just full of like, Oh, like that good shit. And then you just have like this fast burn, like, Oh my gosh, we're still relevant. See our brand name, see our brand name, see our brand name, see our brand name, see our brand name. Like if we have both of those things going, like you can't stop that. But what I, I, as a single person, a single creative out there, the single creatives, don't overwhelm yourself with the, with the bullshit of like post every day, post every day, post every day. See my brand name, see my brand name. Right? Like just like, don't be afraid to dive into something, make it slower, make it last longer. That's that's why I think this conversation is important. Yeah. Is especially in the new year. Like we have we have the next decade ahead of us. And we are the people that control what happens at the end of the day. We consume content and we make it. So if we can take longer to make something, I you know, I, I keep going, I don't want to go, I don't want to like take this off on a tangent last second, but like you said something earlier about like how the morals of art and the integrity of art like often are indicative of the decline or like a rise of a society. Like Oh yeah, that's a deep thread that we don't need to pull yeah, right like, now. <laughs> we can touch on it, but like basically bad shit happens when you stop infusing your soul into your art. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, society will decline if you don't listen to Jacob's Blue on yeah. Spotify right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of posting every day, a little bit of shameless plug for Living Every Now. Yeah. If you follow us on Twitter, yeah. we post every single day one resource or tool or beautiful thing from around the internet or wherever. Um, so go ahead and give us a follow or whatever. Yeah, we're at Living Every Now on all platforms. This is another thing we decided over the hiatus was that we wanted to take the confusion out of everything. So... Um, no more like at living every now podcast at living every now records at living every now radio show at living every now, you know, toenail polish. It's all living every now. <laughs> yeah. It's all just going to be at living every now. And, um, yeah, you can find everything there. Everything relevant. Yeah. Um, and our website, living every mm-hmm. is 80% completed. So <laughs> the newsletter come, sign up might work. <laughs> you can come look at our half built website and it'll be fantastic. <laughs> I'm working yeah. on it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think have you touched it? Is it good? Are we done? I think we got it, bro. Okay. Heck okay. yeah. All right. Well, zero zero one is out. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Well, happy new year. Um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Peace.